0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Aussie Notes podcast. I'm Daniel and this week I'm here with Paul from the One Good Thing podcast to talk about why are we talking about, oh boy,
1: <laughs> older boy um well um, it's almost my favorite film by process of elimination um oh, ab- about 10 years ago i was composing my top 10 favorite films list mm-hmm. it was about 2010 and i had recently decided that the matrix couldn't really go on being my favorite film of all time beyond adolescence and <laughs> I just—I remember watching it when it came out on Blu-ray in 2008 and just thinking, oh, this is fun, but it's, it's not the best. It's not the best film I've ever made. And I didn't know what the best film ever made was, but I knew it wasn't this. So I had a list of titles that I intuitively sort of just picked out writing Freeform onto a pad. Uh-huh. And I was trying to rank them whilst I was thinking, um, what is my favorite film of all time? And I was doing it by comparison. You know, is American Beauty better than Dawn of the Dead? Uh, maybe a little is Fight Club better than you know Alien, whatever? All very scientific. I'm sure you'll agree. And I just ended up finding that I couldn't put anything higher than Old Boy. Like No Country for Old Men and The Dark Knight are my other big favourites. You know, two and three. But I don't think anything I've seen ever affected me as much as Old Boy did when I first saw it. I was I was about 15, and I remember being so emotionally affected and intellectually challenged. So shall we say by it that I actually had to take the next day off of school. Wow. Um, yeah, and I, I spent a lot of my adolescence trying to get out of school. I think this was the one time in my life I was actually honest with my parents about why. It's just, I just saw a film so powerful. I am utterly incapable of pretending to give a shit about geography. I wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute,
0: wait a minute. And your parents brought that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, I, I think so. was... As someone who was faked being sick at least four times in my school period. <laughs> Uh, if I said, hi, mom, dad, um, I can't go to school today because I saw a movie, uh, they'd tell me to go to school.
1: I think they were just so shocked that I was being honest for once, because yeah, I used to fake an illness about once a week, I think. My attendance record at school.
0: <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, even better. Mom, <clears throat> um, dad, I just watched Oh Boy, and I am so emotionally affected by this movie that I have to be at school oh my God, he's not lying. Maybe he's <laughs> lying and this is just something terrible. We should let him have the day off. He's clearly ill.
1: <laughs> he's insane. I, I just, just don't want to question parents. him. <laughs> <laughs> just back out of the room slowly. Jesus.
0: <laughs> he's probably dying. <died.
1: laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I just think it might be a perfect film. Everything I love about cinema is perfect in this film. Amazing cast. I especially love uh, Choi Min-sik and Yuji Um the former yeah, is
0: names. <laughs> uh, oh, Choi okay. Min-sik
1: playing Choi Min-sik playing like Oedipus who's like an iconic movie monster with just really heartbreaking payoffs. You know, he's he's just this little blob of humanity inside this great big bush of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I really <laughs> It's such a big blob of hair. And I, yeah, I remember the box, seeing the box and being like, ooh, that's cool. And in the film, he very slowly becomes the thing he is on the box. You know, he starts off as a very tramp-looking fella.
0: He's, he has this... He's very wee and uh, drinks alcohol, is yeah. annoying, and then morphs into... <laughs> okay, so as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this is, the, this is uh, not The Room, but Room, if uh, halfway through <laughs> breeze Larson became John Wick.
1: Yeah, a really disheveled creepy John Wick. <laughs> That's absolutely it. Do we um should we run down just like the overview of the plot at all? Or um... uh
0: sure. Okay. I have seen this movie once for you. Um <laughs> Thank you. Um so here's my guess of what happened. <laughs> so um this uh Okay. So this man fell in love with his sister, right? Yeah. And then Woo-jian. Uh, she died?
1: She committed suicide, yeah.
0: Okay, so she committed suicide, so he picked, uh, was it random or does he know him?
1: Uh, No, he knows him. He decided that the person to blame couldn't be himself because he simply couldn't live with that. He needed to find someone who he could reasonably blame for his sister's suicide. And so he chose the person who started the rumor that he had gotten his sister pregnant which he thought was the rumor that finally drove his sister to suicide. So he, he picked him and it was a guy called ode Su. Um yeah, And he-, he decides that what he's going to do is imprison him for 15 years, which is where the film starts. The film starts with Odesu, He's drunk. He's a mess. He's in a police station, gets out on bail and is then kidnapped and kept in prison for 15 years uh, and released and charged with figuring out why he was in prison for 15 years in three days. Um, or his kidnapper will, I think, come back and murder his um, new love interest that he's met, named Nido. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so that happens. Yeah. Then hypnosis? Question mark. Yes. And-
1: <laughs> Hypnosis is entered into the film at various points. It becomes clear that he's being hypnotized whilst he's imprisoned, and he's being hypnotized. This is a whole film, by the way, everyone. This is like the whole thing. But I hey, watched um,
0: it. Just so we're clear, we could spoil the whole thing. I watched it. I had no idea what was going on.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, he has been hypnotized to fall in love with the person who, like, he meets under very specific circumstances, um and the reason that that has happened what is.
0: I think He's we can spoil
1: it. <laughs> Do you want me to spoil it? Oh,
0: go nuts. Leave it.
1: Ah. Oh, it's such a big twist. You know what? Just in case, because I listened to your episode of Muriel's Wedding without having seen Muriel's Wedding, and I came away really wanting to watch that. So, just in case, we'll leave that last.
0: I'm going to leave that twist. to the last yeah. minute, and then we'll talk about the entire plot, but we are going to spoil it. And this is the okay. first time that I give a shit about spoilers because the, <laughs> the feel of who she is is important.
1: It's a big twist.
0: Okay. So. Ah. He gets hypnotized in order to fall in love with this girl huh. who he's much too old for. Uh, yes. Even before the before we know who she is. Uh, much too old for her. And we have got like the whole thing happen. He becomes John Wick. The the guy who is who kidnapped and hypnotized him, which is an elaborate plot, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, what? Okay, so Okay, so he becomes John Wick. murders a bunch of people. And I thought, here's my yeah. head as I started to watch this. I get it. Kidnapped, uh, becomes John Wick, takes revenge on the kidnappers.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was over, right? That's what I thought happened. Oh, no.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: no, it's not. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's this. That final act in the penthouse is just this huge emotional set piece. There's a bit of fighting in it, but more or not, it's just two people fighting each other just with like plot reveals (laughs) and character moments.
0: (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I want to stab you. No, I have exposition. (laughs) I can't kill you because I want the exposition.
1: (laughs) I can't kill you. Uh, You know, I can't kill you. I must let you know that I figured you out motherfucker. I'm going to let you know that before I can kill you. And then it all gets undone. And it's just... Uh...
0: The fact that he waited 15 years mm. shows that he had this planned and he's mm. like, I'm going to ruin this guy's life. Yeah. And then there's a happy ending question mark.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely question mark.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't call it a happy ending. No. But Like, okay, so so he he finds out the truth and then uh-huh. he, it's so awful. Yeah. Uh, and instead of not dating her, which is what I would have done, uh, <laughs> he decides that he does want to keep dating her, but wants to have the memory of his of the secret erased, yeah. from so he can keep dating her.
1: Yes, because Why ultimately, he just
0: dump her. <laughs>
1: what is happening? He loves her now in two different ways and it's hard to talk about that without revealing the secret but he uh, is I, two I, things to her and uh, the tragedy of his situation is that unfortunately I mean what I would probably do unfortunately, oh, I
0: love that I have to make you think about this <laughs> <It's> such <laughs> he, an awful reveal
1: I know, he cannot reveal to her the truth, the secret because if he did, she would know he's a monster
0: he's, he's so desperate that he barks yeah. like a dog and cuts his tongue off yep, um, yep the That's what I love. He didn't say, if you <laughs> cut the dog and cut your tongue out, I won't reveal your secret. He's just begging, yeah. like, I don't want you to reveal the secret. Yeah. Which is uh, frankly, fair enough. Uh, so I'll bark like <laughs> a dog, and then when he's just laughing at him, which is fucked, um, he yeah. cut tongue out. Un- <laughs> I love that scene. Without any... What? Oh my god. I love this minute. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I might have- <laughs>
1: I mean, part of it is just the whole Oedipus metaphor. You know, Oedipus found out that he fucked his mother and then. Okay, cut off fine.
0: Reveal the secret.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's what Oedipus did. That's no, what Otis did. Is he- this
0: is his daughter, I think. Fine. <laughs> uh, now, you said yes. it. We're revealing it now. It's his daughter. Yeah. I spent 15 years to hypnotize him in order to make him fall in love with his daughter. It's yes. fucked. He <laughs> needed him to feel his pain.
1: This is Wu pain that you love someone you absolutely choice. couldn't love. He did that by choice. Did he do it by choice? He can you did. choose? Do you love?
0: Yes. I guarantee it. Yes. You can move to California and have them fly to fucking Egypt. You can leave. You can. Yes. Oh my god! You. Yeah. Oh, this is the worst. I hate it so much. It's so good though. Oh. <laughs>
1: He wanted him, he wanted ode to feel what it was like to love someone that you absolutely cannot be in love with. And in the end, the ultimate revenge that he achieves is that Odesu is, in his final moments, when he initially smiles, hoping that the smile will, you know, make the world smile with him and that he'll be okay. In his final moments, he knows that he cannot be a father, nor can he be a lover to Mido. He can be nothing. Their relationship is gone, and he's lost the only other person in the world that he has. Which is what Wu Jin had, felt as well, this and it's just so it is it's a really heartbreaking ending it's one of my favorite endings in cinema and uh, as for Wu Jin going to this extraordinary length, as is made clear by the film he 's got nothing else i mean he's apparently a CEO of an incredibly big company, and he seems to be eternally youthful as well because he's meant to be the same age as Odyc so
0: rich uh, rich handsome. handsome. And he's just like, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fuck the creepy bodyguard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because none of it meant anything to him. He lost the woman he loved, and so the only company he could find. And I love the bits of the film where it's implied that he's got this weird for keeping a man prisoner for 15 years and just watching him has had a really weird effect on on Wu Jin that he didn't anticipate. And I think he's kind of
0: hope so. (laughs) <laughs> if, he just, if he kidnaps someone keeps in prison for 15 years and it's utterly unaffected
1: <laughs> yeah it's definitely, it's definitely changed a couple things and the scene where he like gets into bed with um, him and me having just gassed them and he's wearing the gas mask it's just like he's so fucking gone he's so gone
0: <laughs> it's like the Joker only more sexual which
1: is <laughs> what I've always wanted that's oh. what I'm hoping Joaquin Phoenix does with it
0: uh they I wish that they didn't cut out that. They, do you know what's what uh nailed the uh Joker Batman re- I don't want to talk about anything else. Do you know what nailed the Joker Batman relationship more than anything else? What's that? The Lego Batman movie.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've heard good the things. The Lego
0: Batman movie is great because um because <laughs> the Joker starts off by giving like, Hey, I'm the Joker. Look, Batman, stop me, we've got gas and shit. And yeah. then Batman's like And he's like, I'm your arch enemy. And he's like, you're not my arch enemy. I have many enemies. I'm not a one enemy superhero. (laughs) They just lean into them having a romantic relationship. Yeah. That's a metaphor for them being villains. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Why didn't you pick the Lego Batman movie? (laughs) I know the
1: thing is having old boy as your favorite film does not do you any favors because people like to ask, "Oh, you like film? What's your favorite one?" And when you say old boy, either they're going to say, "Oh, I've never heard of it. I, should, I suppose I should check that out," which they won't, so that's the end of that conversation. Well, or two, it <laughs> that's the
0: that's the thing. Find someone who has a podcast. So that they <laughs> that's all I should shit. be socializing with. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
1: I'd prefer, um, <laughs> but or. They say, oh yeah, I have that one. Oh, holy fuck, the one with all the incest and like the, the eating an octopus and pulling people. Oh yeah, out. that did happen. Yeah.
0: Fuck <laughs> some of this movie up,
1: man. <laughs> Real life, he had three octopuses, I think. And he was a Buddhist as well, so he had to pray for the octopuses afterwards. But my favourite thing about that is that the director, Pat Chan-wook, was asked in an interview, do you feel sorry for the actor for having to eat all those octopuses? And he said, I feel more sorry for the octopuses. <laughs>
0: real octopus
1: they died for their art oh, yeah. i
0: mean fair enough that's <laughs> oh god who directed this
1: uh Park chan wook he's do you know an excellent what else you directed yes i do i've i've actually um seen him talk a few times he's come to london a couple of times and he directed recently a movie called the handmaiden one of the sexiest oh, films in recent memory that's cool yeah and that was, ooh, that's
0: that a better movie watch that one <laughs>
1: Well, that's complicated one, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, this old boy is the middle part of a trilogy, not story-based, thematically. Uh, um, there's what? Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance also in there.
0: So they're about people that are being punished because they have to get revenge on
1: people. Yeah, more or less. It's about how foolish revenge is. I mean, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance isn't well-liked by critics, but I really love it. It's just about a cycle of revenge. The first half an hour is someone doing something really dumb, Half an hour after that is, them getting re- is someone getting revenge on them. And the half hour after that is them getting revenge on the person getting revenge on them. So, and it's <laughs> just, yeah.
0: It is fun. And, uh, um, I, I, I do like this movie. I, I make fun of it because it's ultra violent and weird yeah. and you're weird for liking Very it. Very weird. But I do <laughs> like this movie. I accept that. Yeah, I do like this movie though. Yeah, um I'm glad. I respect uh, the way it was made. I respect the uh, the photography is is gorgeous.
1: Yeah, Um, it is. It's a stunningly made film.
0: It really captures how gross revenge is and how you just want him to stop, which I suppose is the point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I mean, he doesn't even get a haircut for (laughs) ages. Yeah. No, he doesn't
1: do anything. He doesn't, he can't, I mean, the big important thing for him to do, because he knows he has a daughter out there somewhere. he doesn't know he's, you know, sleeping with her, but which yeah. the big important thing for him to do is to try and find his daughter, but he doesn't want to do that until he's perfected his revenge, because he feels like he can't be any kind of man without having done that first.
0: I guess. How much of that was him, and how much was the hypnotism?
1: Well, it's hard to say, but um, I think the drive for revenge came from him, because in his opening scene before any hypnotism has been administered to him you do get the impression that he's this weird very aggressive character one of the things I love about him the scene where he uh, appears at the door and begs the guy to let him go when he's handing him his food is like a mirror of the end scene when he's begging the guy not to give the secret away in which he you know he goes from sort of begging and pleading like please sir please to just you motherfucker I'll fucking eat you I'll (laughs) eat every single part of you I'm so sorry I said that I didn't mean to say that please please let me out of here and it's just his character, you know, he's a mad dog. And I love that about him. He's so unlike your average movie protagonist.
0: I want, I don't know the rest of this guy's filmography. Who plays the, old, who plays the main character?
1: Minsick um, Choi. are no other big leads. He was in a film called I Saw the Devil,
0: mm-hmm. where he
1: played the devil kind of, except.
0: I mean, I can buy it.
1: Yeah. There's <laughs> another revenge film. He kills a guy's wife, and that guy turns out to be a fucking nut job. And the whole movie is about this serial killer and the husband of one of his victims just doing horrible, horrible things to each other <laughs> for the next hour and a half. It's quite okay. something. Uh,
0: not, yeah, that doesn't sound like... John. It sounds like Taken.
1: Yeah, there's, I, uh, there's that aspect to it where the guy going after them is almost as bad as the guys he's going after.
0: Yeah, it's wow. really sadistic, that one. I want, I, what I wanted to hear was that he did odd Boys, but actually he's a very romantic lead he was in, like, a lot of rom-coms.
1: <laughs> no, I think he is kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, no, what's he been in that's been charming? I've seen a couple of his <laughs> films. He was in a war movie <laughs> called Brotherhood. Um,
0: Joy. Sure. I, I um, the only three characters that I really, that really had an impact was um, the main character, his daughter, and the villain. They, yep. Those three have great chemistry together. And even yeah. though I had to read subtitles and I'm slow at reading, and so I only caught like half the dialogue, Right, you can really get the huge uh, impact of the meaning of what they are saying, even if yeah. you don't fully understand exactly what the words are.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of emotional context, context there. Context there, excuse there me. Go. Um, you know, I've always wondered about watching a movie that's meant to be very good without the subtitles to see how much I can pick up on just I, the visual
0: language. I've done that. Yeah? I, I did that once. I did uh, Joy Noel. Oh, which, oh. oh, that rings a bell. That, that's a movie about the, uh, t- uh, the World War...
1: One, the, uh, the peace One thing. For Christmas. And
0: I what I do is I get my DVDs, I export it uh <laughs> to the theater and I forgot the subtitles. Right. So I got the English part and it was very interesting watching mm. it without subtitles. It really worked because you got the and I won't think it worked on a different level because you um because there are people that speak English in the movie. Right. Yeah. So you're it's like you're part of their language but you're seeing like everyone.
1: Okay. So that sense of otherness. And yeah. kind of forced bonding is still there. That's a really interesting one to do that with. That sounds great.
0: Uh, it was an accident, but it worked.
1: <laughs> we, we had a similar accident. Me and other Paul, in fact, were in China watching um, The Artist. And it was... What did we have? It was the intertitles. Because you know The Artist is a silent film. The intertitles were in, I think, Spanish. And then the subtitles translating them were in French. And we had, like, a group. <laughs> like... Oh, shit. we had one person who kind of knew French and another person who kind of knew Spanish and I kind of remembered the movie and so we were, <laughs> the three of us tried to be like what the fuck is going on
0: <laughs> it worked great oh, oh, it's so good
1: it's the only way to experience the artist I share everyone
0: someone <laughs> speaks Chinese and someone speaks Chinese and some of the <laughs> half remembers it
1: <laughs> it worked great
0: I want to I want to hear exactly what you piece together out of all that,
1: <laughs> but I'd, just I'd... A, just about the artist, I think, with <laughs> more or less hit or miss, ninety percent the artist. <laughs> it's,
0: it's so good. Um, I want to save this for the end, but I really like this question. Uh-huh. So you do a podcast with other Paul uh-huh. uh, called uh, "One Good Thing," yeah. Which explain the premise. One good thing, we, you know what, I really ought to
1: design a pithy elevator pitch for this. I've never done it. I always sort of force myself to think about it every time I'm asked. It's, um, so what we do is we watch films that most people have decided are terrible or worthless. And we find at least the one good thing. We usually find many good things that we actually like about these films. And I guess the idea was to try and address the perceived negativity of a lot of um, film criticism by returning to films like Paul Blartmore cop two or sex in the city two or Grown Ups 2 a lot of twos in there. Um, <laughs> a lot of number twos in there. Um, and try to think of something nice to say about them after we usually spend about 20 minutes slating them, to be honest. Um, yeah. That's, that's the premise of the show.
0: I, I really like that premise. So this is your favorite movie. Yeah. So, what's one bad thing about it?
1: One bad thing. Yeah. You know what?
0: Yeah. I don't usually ask this question, but because it's <laughs> your podcast.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I used to think, I used to resent the fact that so many people could easily dismiss this. Like they'll just say, oh, it's the octopus movie or it's the incest movie or whatever. But I kind of like the way it blocks certain people out. Oh, I'd right. love for everyone to enjoy this movie, but, some just won't get past the violence, uh, the incest, or the live octopusy, and it just feels like just a little bit good. Maybe like, we don't need you guys. <laughs> I <don't like.
0: laughs> okay. What I love—it's unfiltered. <laughs> what I love about that is that I'm like, what's one bad thing about the movie, I and mean, here's one good thing about the movie. Um, it's a thing I used to think was shocked. a bad thing. Yeah, this negative issue uh, of the movie, how it's um, very alienating to people. It's actually great mm. because only me and a, like, a group of people that really <laughs> love this movie can talk about it and the rest of you can piss off.
1: You see, that's not an attractive part of myself for misanthropic to sort of, fine, I'll stay here and play with my toys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, look. <laughs> Which is fair enough.
0: Whenever someone uh, doesn't like a movie that I like, I'm like, mm. fine, I guess. We can talk about something else. But also, <laughs> if I find that one person that really loves it, yeah, like Sharknado 3, there's a <laughs> bunch. There's For good reason, people don't like it because people that, don't, that like cult movies hate it yeah. because it did it on purpose. And people that like good movies hate it because it's terrible. Right. Uh, but I love it because it's got a lightsaber chainsaw. <laughs> in Space. And David Hasselhoff. And then someone is pregnant, right? Dies into a shark in space. And then that shark goes through the atmosphere, burns up. And when she lands, she's not only fine, but the baby has been born.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, we watched Sharknado 4 for the podcast because someone recommended it, the 4th Awakens or whatever it was called. Um, And pretty much much all of our research showed, huh, Looks like the third one was a lot more interesting than this one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I I I want to come onto your podcast with Sharknado three. I can talk about that shitty movie for hours. I love it so much. It's a date. We yes. will take you there. Yes. <laughs> um, what What's interesting about Old Boy is that you told me to watch it, and then I did. But I had hmm. I had the DVD for it for months, and then I <laughs> watch it because it looked weird. And yeah. Like watch it. It looks weird. I'm like, all right, finally. Which is why I started the podcast. If I'm honest, I wanted oh, to right. widen my uh, film uh, mm. spectrum to stuff that wasn't Disney.
1: <laughs> well, All Boy certainly isn't Disney, so that's a mission <laughs> <reason> accomplished there.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is well liked and fairly
1: well known about. I think it's still in IMDb's top 250 films full time. And whenever Empire does its list, it usually finds a place. So, yeah, it is generally speaking. I hate the fact that when I type Oldboy Boy into Google, I have to specify it's not the. <laughs> <laughs> not the remake It's a little frustrating Have Which I seen haven't it? seen, incidentally ah. No, I haven't, I hear it's not very good It's a shame, because I really like Spike Lee Yes, uh, Old Boy. my film is currently um, 66 on IMDb's Top oh, 250 God. Yeah, so it has this huge following I've been able to see it at the cinema a couple of times Because it does get showings So, That's yeah really cool. it's, it's a well-liked film, but yeah, there are some people Who are going to struggle <laughs> To get I mean, past some of the elements
0: I, when he was cutting the the um, his tongue out, I'm like, "Oh, I'm mm. not watching this." And then I just. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is the camera does
1: the same thing. It doesn't show his tongue like coming out. It cuts to like his hand on the scissors, and it's really
0: horrible because I, it- I didn't imagine that, that bit because obviously not. It's <laughs> so unpleasant, and when he's on it the really ice is. without a tongue, and he basically mm. tells the uh, hypnotist to get rid of it. To yeah. get rid of the memories. I'm like, oh, that's fair enough. I wish I could.
1: <laughs> I don't want to remember anything that happened in that fucking penthouse.
0: I'm not. I love this movie. I mm. think. I might hate it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I really, good. It provoked a reaction. I'm re- yeah, I'm really glad I watched it, I think. Um, I wish that I could forget it, but I'm never going to be able to forget it. And then just remember <laughs> it occasionally. Like, whenever someone brings up Old Boy, I'm like, oh, yeah, that movie. I mean, weird. And then I just explain why it's weird for 20 minutes. And then, after that, I just forget it again.
1: <laughs> ah, you can act like that's what's happening, and eventually it might become true. Mm. I'd like to erase my memory of it just so I could watch it for the first time again. See if it has that same impact on me now. I'm afraid of doing that.
0: <laughs> I've, I've seen my top 10 list. uh uh-huh. Great Mouse Detective is on there. Because oh, yeah. I'm a super uh, big Sherlock Holmes fan. Yeah, it's a fucking mouse, and I love mice. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> I great. I love mice, but I, I it was everything for me when I was like eight and a half. Mm. That Treasure Planet was just a double shot. Oh, right. Have you seen Treasure Planet? It's
1: really—I've not seen Treasure Planet.
0: It's really fun. It's—it's mm. it's not like they there's um sailing ships, but there's spaceships. It's literally a sailing ship in space.
1: It's really fun. That does sound fun. Unfortunately, when I was about, I can't remember how, about 10, I think, I saw Toy Story 2 at the cinema, and my my family got into a big row beforehand because we'd all agreed to go see it, but no one wanted to own up to being the one who really wanted to see it. (laughs) We all suddenly felt a bit embarrassed about that, but for some reason, some dumb kid reason. And so I spent the next 10 years not going to see kids, uh, well, family films, um, until Up. When a bunch of university friends said, "Hey, do you want to go see Up?" and I'm like, huh, "Isn't that isn't that like a family film?" and it's like, "Don't be ridiculous, come see Up." Like, oh, okay. And then you. And that then that I got 10 over 10 it. minutes,
0: and you're like, "I'm sorry."
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like animated movies getting revenge on me for my last ten years of dumbness. It's like this is what you've been missing, motherfucker. I'm sorry.
0: The first ten minutes of Up, like I like Up, but if mm. I could, but if I could erase Up and have the first ten minutes play in front of Inside Out. A bit of a It's like. Yeah, hey, inside out, hey, good. Motherfuckers, this is the first 10 minutes of Up. It's basically a short film. We're going to call it Up, even though it has barely anything to do with balloons. Uh, <laughs> we're, going, we're going to um, we're, gonna <laughs> play you the first 10 minutes of up. We're going to make you cry. And then we're going yeah. to buy a movie dedicated to why crying is good.
1: <laughs> it Suck it. Oh, it is. But you know, the bit that really gets me about up, obviously, the first 10 minutes is devastating, really good. It's the end when he's he's looking through the book, and the book says something like, Thanks for the adventure. Now go have one of your own. And it's like, Oh, she did have a great adventure after all. It was their life. And yeah. nah, then I start crying again. <laughs> Should have yeah. picked up.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? It's hard for me to claim this. As like a very personal film. And I loved listening to your episode on Muriel's wedding and John talking about all the ways in which, you know, and I know Paul, other Paul is going to do this with his film, you know, talk about all the ways that, you know, I am Royal Tenenbaum. I'm not ode su
0: By the way. I'm not. My next sorry. <laughs> sorry.
1: That's I'm not funny. Korean. I'm not a dad. I've never fallen in love with a family member or gone seeking revenge against anyone. Well, let's see oh, how the rest of the Some of those things are,
0: good. are probably good. Uh, I'm glad that you have not seek revenge and I'm certainly glad that you haven't fallen in love with your daughter
1: (laughs) yeah I'm quite happy for that so it's more of a film that speaks to me as a cinema goer and a cinema fan the experience that this film's
0: offering is exactly what I want out of a film I get it because (laughs) cinema cinema, the the movies want to provoke a certain emotion from you like uh, with Green Mile is sadness with wolf children. Mm. It's everything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> It's pride, it's happiness. God, mm. wolf children. <laughs> right. Um, with this one, uh, anger, frustration, yeah. it wants to provoke negative emotions, but I don't think that that's a bad thing. Mm. Um, yeah.
1: There's definitely a, a sorrow there that I get more than anything else. I love Mido and the ant. No, and she's on the subway, and she hallucinates the giant ant, and it's meant to be a sort of metaphor for the loneliness that she's experiencing, and that's the thing that she oh, has in common with Sue is that they've both that been without each other. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's what that was. Because, like, I'm just like, "That's a fucking ant. What do I miss? Am I <laughs> high? Am I high? What's going on? Is he a character in this now? Is it Auntie the Ant?" Oh my God! If there was, if like halfway through, a giant <laughs> ant just appeared and was just a character for the rest of it, A plus. Hey, hey well, everyone! I, I would talk oh, hey, about nothing but that ant for the entire <laughs> podcast. Hey Anthony,
1: just Anthony going for the, the kitchen. It's a
0: crossover with Ant Man. <laughs> it's
1: Ant Man's ant. You're <clears throat> an old boy. God, Park Chan Wook's a visionary, but um, no, it's just. Yeah, but I mean, she is the unspoken kind of casualty of all this because Mido, you know, it's just a fucking kid. It's just some kid. And her mum gets killed, we didn't mention that, by Jin and Ode Su gets framed for it. And <laughs> she is made to fall in love with the only family member she has left and have this really horrible relationship with him that can't possibly continue. No. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, she's a really tragic figure. And now they're both destined to be alone. It's really sad.
0: I, Sorry about that. <laughs> to see like the next day.
1: Yeah, but well, that's it. There the kind of won't be. The film ends and they're both kind of just suspended and stuck in that moment, that impossible moment. You know, whatever happens next after the screen cuts to black, it's going to be awful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I like that he uh, he's like um, alright, you told me what I wanted to know. Now mm. I'll kill you. And he's like, <laughs> And the back guy's like, no, I have more exposition. Wait. <laughs> I think there's a fairy tale. I, I can't what believe if... I'm talking about fairy tales. But isn't no, there, no. like, a fairy tale about um, a princess who has to keep telling a story in order to not get killed? It's like, I'm going to oh, kill you tomorrow. the having
1: to But, yeah, I mean, that's definitely Wujin because he has to keep this revenge plot going because he knows the first thing he'll do, literally the first thing he'll do when it's over, is kill himself, so the only sort of thing he has connecting him to this world is to keep sort of telling this story to make this revenge story happen. But there is definitely because what is it? There's, oh god this is my favourite film, I should know this. There's an allusion um, to a classical literature story. It's not Don Quixote what is it? Uh, it's something to do with the code that he has to put into the um... no, it's um... oh, get it, I believe in you. It's the Count of Monte Cristo. That's what oh, it is. that one. Yeah, so there's literary references, there's Oedipus going on throughout the whole thing. You know, Park Chan-wook wanted to call his character Ode Soo to kind of sound a bit like Oedipus, I guess. But um, yeah, there's, there's definitely some allusions going on to sort of Western canon. And that's the really interesting thing about Park Chan-wook is he's a South Korean director, but his films, there's always a sort of Western element to them and Western cultural sort of touchstones that he's touching on.
0: Count kind of Monte Cristo is also a book not uh, the 2002 movie Oh it's yeah, a yeah. book about the tragedy of revenge.
1: Yeah definitely and because how, uh, yeah.
0: if he escaped, took the money and then just fucked off he'd yeah. be fine. He'd
1: be so much happier and his wife and kid would probably be as well with their new dad. I can't remember if that's a good relationship for them or not. Probably with their guy Pierce.
0: <laughs> probably not that but like, like I'm pretty sure that in the book his son gets killed Is that a spoiler? If I half remember it, I
1: don't. (laughs) If we half remember a book from four hundred years ago, can it be spoiled?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he the two thousand and two movie got rid of the Mm. tragedy and just made it a straight up revenge.
1: Yeah, they're all happy at the end. If I remember correctly, they're just on. They go back to the prison and are like, "Huh, this was crazy, wasn't it?" Anyway,
0: wow, what a crazy Friday! (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that shit happened? Unbelievable. Anyway, let's go. I don't really on, like the uh, it's an interesting subgenre that I haven't explored much. The um mm. the subgenre of revenge is piece of shit and you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> because the way action is usually filmed is do mm. enjoy it. Yeah. Um some movies like Logan are like, mm. you wanted this? You wanted Logan, the Wolverine? Yeah to, like, kill people and cut their heads off, we're going to do that. But every time we do it, you're, you are going to think, oh, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> we want, just go, be happy. I hope that you don't have to kill anyone.
1: <laughs> there was quite an interesting revenge movie called Death Sentence. It had Kevin Bacon in it. I think it was directed by the guy who directed the first Saw movie, if I remember correctly, um, James Wan.
0: I can oh, remember be if I like uh, Kevin Bacon or if I've never seen anything <laughs>
1: One or the other. But um, it, that was interesting. In as much as it has really visceral, kind of enjoyable violence in it, but it is a very, it is James Wan. But it's very much a movie of, no, The Venture's wrong. It's cool, but it's wrong. Um, so it was a complicated little film.
0: Cinematography is a big thing in um, making you feel hmm. the impact of, we don't want this... Um, this violence to happen because if this had been filmed like john wick Mm. we would be enjoying his revenge yes
1: we'd want the next action scene exactly
0: uh but like like this exact movie a film like john wick would be a fun action scene Mm. really sick twist but it was filmed (laughs) like no at no point do you want this guy to get revenge Mm. at all
1: yeah it, um, and that's a very powerful thing to achieve i mean it does have that really excellent action scene that we haven't mentioned the corridor sequence where it's him versus like a hundred guys in this tight corridor and he's he's using the tightness of the space to his advantage and he somehow manages to get out of there having crippled everyone
0: i don't want to call it, it gorgeous but it has some really well yeah. shot action mm. mm. uh it, Seriously, this exact same movie filmed by John Wick would be much more pleasant uh, and have less impact.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, yeah.
0: Um, So I guess it depends on what you want. Do you want the sad, um, tragic, Mm. we don't want John Wick to happen movie or do you Mm. want John Wick? Yeah. Personally, I want John Wick, but still, I respect (laughs) this a lot yeah.
1: <laughs> i will still say there's some visceral entertaining action to be had here the choreography is really cool it is just stylized enough to look pleasant without um or to look exciting without it looking fake you know there is something kind of not real because obviously in any situation where one person goes up against probably even one other person the outcome is likely to be that both people are just on the floor dead fights on death Oh yeah!
0: I got in a fight once. I got two good hits. Uh, he hit me. I hit the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel like it would go with me. So you know, it's obviously incredible in that sense. But I don't know. There's something about it that's just so exciting <laughs> to me.
0: It's a suspension of disbelief. Uh, mm, yeah, no, this guy can't do it. But like, he he was well trained. he Trained himself up over 15 years specifically. Yeah. Well in mind. I reckon that if you yeah. do anything for 15 years mm. you can do it, but he wasn't beating on rats or something
1: <laughs> Yeah, 15 years of imaginary training Can it be put to good use? Apparently it can. It's quite a funny film as well. I mean, it's very is dark it? but it has some really funny moments Yeah
0: funny? <laughs> I think so I think it awesome. <laughs> One Look. thing, I dare you <laughs> I double dare <laughs> you
1: it's this moments of like looks, like when the weird stranger shows up to give him the phone whilst he's staring at the fish oh, tank, and it funny. interrupts it interrupts his inner monologue. That was quite funny. I, I, um,
0: did, I did laugh at that, but that was funny.
1: It's <laughs> just one or two little moments just to remind you, hey, they're all human. I like his line to Mido, which is also like a humanizing moment when he's reassuring her just before he's about to go off and have the final confrontation, and she's like, well you know, I'll pray for you. What, what should I pray for? And he says something like, um, pray that next time you meet a younger man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: a like that. Yeah, he's got his moments.
0: <laughs> um, I, want, I don't remember if this happened, but this seems like the kind of thing where he's on the train and then someone's just staring at him and he's like covered in blood or something. It, th- that, oh. that shot would be in a movie like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that rings a bell. I don't remember him being on a train.
0: I I, um, met, I just met the whole he's covered in oh, right. yeah. And Yeah, there's a someone just been like, what the hell's going on?
1: I'm not- oh, there is a moment where he comes into the elevator, <laughs> having just dropped the guy. Yeah, and there's a woman in there who's sort of looking at him, and he's just like paralyzed in the corner because he hasn't seen a woman in 15 years, and he's <laughs> incredibly freaked out. I love the first time he interacts with that guy who's about to jump off the roof and you know, first human being for 15 years and he's just like stroking his face. and he's, he's completely overwhelmed by the situation. And then I think he steals that elevator chick's glasses. I think that's what he does.
0: <laughs> he does do that because he's like, oh, these are a great prescription. And as someone who has to spend $260 on oh goggles, God. I want to steal some glasses. <laughs> it's the first thing I'd do if I got out of jail. Yeah. I, oh boy, $260 <laughs> for glasses, these didn't cost me that much, but like, it's like, we have to make them like reinforced because you're fucking swimming, and I'm like, I oh, don't get it, it's just not good. What's <laughs> swimming for rocks? <laughs> Stop going <laughs> scuba diving, and we, you won't have to wear goggles. No. I don't go <laughs> scuba diving, I wish I did. Good. Hmm, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. Have we missed anything specifically? Because I have other notes to go through, but like, it, what's something that you want to talk about? Um,
1: I guess I really love the way that um, part Chan-wook is able to do montages. And in particular, the prison montage is something really special, where we actually see those 15 years play out against um, real-world events, sort of, and actual real-world events. Like, I think the death of Lady Diana is in there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Turn of the Millennium. Uh-huh. Couple of Korean stories that I don't know too much about.
0: Well, um, one Korean person got elected.
1: Yes, that's right. I, oh fuck, I'm trying to remember any of the other Westerns. It was
0: know, 9/11, so. obviously. Oh, yep, that's in there. Yep. Because um, basically, 15 years before 2003, it ended yeah. in 2003. So 15 years before that was the start yeah, of- I was born.
1: Huh? It never occurred to me. The year I was born is when he goes into prison, and the year that I watched this movie is when he gets out. Um, I'm trying to do math on how old you are, because you
0: look about my age.
1: <laughs> I am 31. Do you know what I tried to do there? I tried to do the maths. It's like you know how old you are. You don't have to work it out. <laughs> I tricked you I do math. Uh no, 31 this year in October.
0: Oh. You look <laughs> much younger. Thank I was you. gonna say much younger, but I'm like 26. <laughs> so I've said ah,
1: 26 again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, to it's, me, being thirty is well i'm twenty five and'm ten 26 this year, but to me being thirty right. is a decade away, and I'm like it's not yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, it sneaks up on you even when you're twenty nine it sneaks up on you becoming thirty
0: It's because it's a different decade
1: it is it's just I think the thing that got to me was um huh, I cannot start anything now and claim to have started doing that in my twenties, and that was a sort of. That's something thing. I'm
0: going to hold on to for as long as I can. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know this podcast? I've been doing it for like 50 years now. I started in my 20s.
1: Yeah, just start everything. Even if you do it like one session, just do one of everything so that you can then later say, oh,
0: yeah, I started in my 20s. Um, I, really, fencing. I, I have a, a poster. I'd get it for you, but it's a poster. Um, yeah. It's called uh, 100 Movies. and it's supposed- Oh, right. You scratch it you cross out the movies. That, this mm. movie was on that poster. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Well, so, we got to
1: square off the poster then.
0: Square off the poster is brilliant. <laughs> so, at least there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie, uh, it's great. And I don't mm. want to take away from how great it is. Yeah. I wasn't going to watch it on my own.
1: Fair enough. So, it is. I would describe time. it as a great it's a great and terrible thing. And I think that's going to appeal to some people and really put off some others.
0: So, I think yeah. after watching this, I'm ready to watch a Clockwork Orange.
1: <laughs> yeah. Clockwork Orange is more, is worse, I would say, in terms of, like, the visceral, horrible stuff there. that goes on in it.
0: I mean, there was a torture scene in Clockwork Orange and mm. they improvised singing in the rain. And I'm like, how dare yeah. you? How dare you take that great <laughs> song? <laughs> um, horrendous scene yeah it's ironic
1: it's ironic because in the film Alex delage has Beethoven ruined for him by having it placed over really horrible imagery and they've also done the same thing for Singing in the Rain
0: it's obviously on purpose
1: mm. well yeah I think it was improvised and Malcolm McDowell did that
0: I think the song was improvised or maybe that was improvised oh
1: yeah, it said in the script, he's like singing or something
0: yeah so that was yeah. improvised and then Like they went back and and made it like thematically uh, appropriate because that's the sort of thing Kubrick would do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm talking about Clockwork Orange. Like I've seen it. I haven't seen it. (laughs) I've seen that scene. And as soon as I saw that scene, I'm like, I'm not watching the rest of this. (laughs) It's too upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My cinema shows old movies. Mm. uh, Like once a week. Huh? And I want to, and I saw uh, Alien. Ah, lovely. And I thought that I saw, so, uh, that I'd already seen Alien. I'm like, I get it. Uh, John Hurt, Chess Xenomorph. <laughs> got it. That got it. And then, yeah. and then people kept talking about Alien and saying those three things. And I'm like, so when I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is not A, an action movie. B, <laughs> that's, it's not named a Xenomorph. Mm, not um, oh, this one. Alien is a horror movie. Yeah, that's a haunted house in space.
1: Yeah, it's and- Texas Chainsaw Massacre in chase. That's literally um, in chase in space. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre in space. That's what Ridley Scott set out to do, and yeah, it is
0: that. <laughs> and then um, I think James Cameron directed the second one.
1: Yeah, and he which- made it an action. Yeah, kinda.
0: which means that there's two um, there's two uh, movies that start off with, the horror, with a horror movie and then move into action that mm. James Cameron was a part of. That's Terminator.
1: Yeah. And alien. <laughs> yeah, he likes that sort of genre-mashing. I always said that if, generally speaking, if people prefer action movies, they like aliens, and if they prefer horror movies, they prefer Alien, and I prefer horror movies, so I'm an alien
0: guy. Um, I, uh, someone said for uh, Alien and Aliens that all this mythology that's building around the aliens... It sucks mm. and shouldn't be happening. <laughs> because With
1: the Prometheus has, stuff, yeah. yeah.
0: Because the first Agreed. one, uh, the mythology was there's an alien. Yeah, And, and <laughs> the second one was there's more aliens and one slightly bigger.
1: Yes, and can lay eggs, yeah. yeah and then fucking, by the time you get to Alien Covenant, it's like, oh, I don't know or care anymore. <laughs> there's a <laughs> robot in space who makes aliens. Or something out of stuff that other aliens made? Fuck off. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Ridley Scott. You spoiled it, Ridley Scott.
0: One thing that I didn't know going into Alien, because I apparently only knew three things, yeah. uh, was that when that they got the distress call, and that was from, like, aliens that were, like, 50 feet tall. And they, yeah. they had the chest burst that come out, and the alien just killed them. Yeah,
1: and they don't comment much on that, which is very interesting. You know, it's just like, oh look, there's an alien. Had something burst out of his chest. don't know what that was, anyway. And yeah. they just move on, which makes you think, oh, do people just know about aliens in this no. future? Is that what creepy? happened
0: what happened I think was that they were like, There's a fucking alien? That's awesome, I guess. <laughs> and it's like, oh they died. How? I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> uh, there's aliens though, so that's cool. Also, I'm going to put my face in front of a fucking alien thing, (laughs) you morons.
1: That's the will to die, you see, the death drive. See, it makes sense
0: to him because he's not a scientist, so he's an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: That just gets stronger as the fucking alien movies goes on to the point when Prometheus, everyone's just an idiot.
0: I don't like that. I don't want to watch any other alien movie. I'll watch Aliens, though. Yeah, Alien and Aliens.
1: I have a soft spot for Alien 3. I know David Fincher, the director, does not have a soft spot for Alien 3, but I quite like it, and there's some things about Alien 4, which was written by Joss Whedon, and directed by the Amelie guy. So there's some interesting stuff going on in that one, but it's not a good movie. And that's pretty much where you can end. You don't need to worry about Alien vs. Predator, or any of the prequels. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I wanted to know uh, Hmm. if you're weird, or if this is just an exception so and the verdict you s- wait so the verdict is you like this movie it's 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 a good well-made movie what's on the rest of your list oh okay so 10 lists. is it like old oh boy citizen kane <laughs> clockwork orange <laughs> weird shit uh, what's the rest of your list where
1: is the rest of my list? I don't know where I keep it these days. I mean, off the top of my head, it goes Old Boy, No Country for Old Men, The Dark Knight. What do I have at number four? I think it's Fight Club, uh, The Lord of the Rings, the trilogy of whoever I'm talking to allows it. If not, Fellowship. Um, I never know it.
0: That's three. Fine. You know it.
1: Fine, Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> then what have you got at six? Uh, M- Memento. I'm a big Nolan fan. And a big Kubrick fan, so you've also got The Shining, two <clears throat> thousand one, and Rear Window because Hitchcock.
0: See, see, see that list? It's a normal yeah. list. <laughs> Good movies, and then you have Oh boy, because you're also a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I think you know
1: what? Maybe you've cottoned on to like the the real way in which this reflects me as a person. Because I was worried that I don't have a very personal connection with this film. Like, oh, reminds me of my childhood. No, it doesn't. Of course um, it doesn't I
0: hope it doesn't <laughs> not, You don't
1: need to talk to me You need to talk to a therapist <laughs> Wait that's not what this is um, <laughs> No you're right i maybe... not refunding
0: you <laughs>
1: <laughs> But you're right Maybe this is just communicating to people Your favourite film should say something about you When you say oh yeah this is my favourite film They should be like oh that makes sense And yeah maybe this is just communicating That I am just a little bit of a fucking weirder
0: Which I appreciate <laughs> I like I like just a little bit of strange because I because favorite movies when I ask people what their favorite movies are right mm. if, like we were all robots we'd say like the best movie but yeah. it's always personal which is what I love that's why yeah. I do this I want to see why one person's uh, movie favorite movie is Paddington two yeah and another person's is Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> if there's both episodes on this podcast video and you should check them out definitely I, I, I am the I, I am proud to say that I am the only podcast that I know of that has connected Paddington 2 and Shawshank <laughs> as having both the main movie. plot <laughs> oh my god maybe you're right they're both prison yeah. movies where the main character makes the prison better before they escape <laughs>
1: That is amazing. I uh. Odesu does not make his prison better, although he does bring them a client later on. (laughs) It's like, hey, lock this chick up in the same way he did to me. Dumplings, great. Yeah, he's a terrible boyfriend. Oh, he is. He's a horrible dad and a pretty bad boyfriend.
0: (laughs) It's like, I don't care who you are. If you're, like, sending this person to the prison that you just escaped from, I think. To the guy who you threaten threatened to eat <laughs> Look, listen, I'm, I'm going to kill you But can you protect her? Can you... <laughs> yeah I can't, And he says yes, get... because of course he does
1: He says yes, because Rujin, I think, has told him to say yes um, I think this is part of the plan
0: but, How is this know. part of the plan? Do you know what? The reason that there's hypnosis <laughs> in this movie Is because without hypnosis, this entire movie falls apart <laughs> No, he says that, that Woody has a lion that's
1: like, what, do you think, you think he doesn't like me now just because I cut off his hand? I bought him, you know, something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, Whatever do, a
0: hand do, is worth. Do you think he doesn't like me just because I killed his puppy? <laughs> oh, shit, he doesn't. Puppy. Here he is. John oh, no, John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
1: Because oh. Alfie Allen cannot get a fucking break. It's...
0: Okay. <laughs> Let's be fair... Mm. Movie rocks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very unpleasant to watch, is the main <laughs> thing. And I and I like that actually. It's different because what I find I am drawn to are fun, simple movies, mm. uh, or like movies that make me feel emotions that I want to feel, like uh right. sadness under certain contexts, etc. Mm. This yeah. one is just like very unpleasant. But that's the goal. It works, I, I suppose. Well, it's about how revenge uh, is terrible and you shouldn't seek revenge. Yeah. And he's how revenge is terrible. Like 1984, that's not pleasant. That's not a pleasant <laughs> movie. It's one yeah. of the baddest movies. It's like depression in movie form. Mm. And yeah. But I love it. What does that say yeah. about me? <laughs> I did but buffer I think- this with Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. As soon as I watch That's this, I'm like, I need to watch about a witch mailman. man. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I think it, it's, a lot of
1: people ask me why I like horror movies, because I'm a big horror movie fan. And they ask, well, how can you stand it? Just people being horrible to each other all the time. And it's, it's like, well, it's not the only thing I watch. But also there's something cathartic about seeing the things that you are most afraid of or the feelings that you are most afraid of having portrayed in an environment that is totally safe you know, an environment where you can pause the DVD or walk away if you want to. And it's just, yeah, there's something to that. And I just always found this film to be a really safe place to experience a lot of very scary emotions. And yeah, it's something I like, I enjoy about cinema is the ability to do that.
0: I, I like horror and, I, and I, I like that analysis of why horror movies in particular are good and why most of them are terrible. Um, but the really good ones really hit you mm, Like, yeah. have you seen Pet Cemetery? The oh, the new remake. one Yeah, I have uh, I hated it Okay. <laughs> I walked out after 15 minutes And I'm like, I walked out for 15 minutes I'm like, I don't want to go back But if I don't, I have to spend two hours In a closed shopping centre <laughs> uh, So What's I went back in. So it's a, it's a lose-lose situation So I went back in, and the third act was really good Because it stopped the okay. fucking jump scares Yes. Right.
1: Yeah, they were irritating.
0: Uh, so that happened. But I was thinking about it because I had to think about something. Mm. Uh, and this is... So Per Cemetery is a movie about uh, that, about parents being punished because they can't accept death. Yeah. Um, and they are doing everything to avoid death. And I'm like, do you know what I really want to watch? 1408. Have you seen 1408?
1: I saw it once and I remember... What I remember about 1408 is that I absolutely adored the build-up to him going into the room. Like Samuel Jackson really earnestly trying to talk him out of going in and being like, God, this is really building up the tension really well. I hope they pay it off well. And then I wasn't too happy with the actual payoff.
0: Oh, I loved it. I loved that he had to go through like, the room and, and yeah. how he had to... His journey was to being able to, uh, to cope with the death of his daughter. Yeah. And how it's like he's going through hell in order to become a better person on the other side. I really loved the ending. Yes, the but ending was really good. The ending was yeah. superb. Mm. Um, I really like that movie. And it's got a, okay. a, a cult following. And I think it's just because not many people have seen it. Yeah, I must rewatch it. it it's really good. Um, don't watch the director's cut. Oh, yeah. They don't change much, they only change the ending. But I, the ending is my favorite bit because he comes out of the room uh, and he goes to his wife and then he writes a story about his room, about the experience in his room. And he's, yeah. he's like, I thought uh, that was very fast when, with you writing. He's like, I've already written this book. Because he wrote it in the yeah. room. Because that they, the fucking room let him mm. write an entire book. So he was there for like <laughs> months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's like, and It's like, you're right, scary thing. I'm trying to write a book here.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that happened. And my favorite thing is the shot of her face when he plays the uh, the tape of their daughter, who is dead, talking from the room. And she's like, yeah. holy fuck. That that holy fuck face. It's just so good. I, I really like yeah. the ending. Cool. Of 1408. I think you should try it again. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Uh, <laughs> old boy's good. Um, I'm not going to watch it again. Obviously. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that I watched it once, and I'll never forget it, no matter how hard I try.
1: I would say, if you do at some stage in your life, if that, oh, if that cinema of yours um, decides to show Old Boy, if it is worth taking over a crowd.
0: Old Boy, I'm going. To see, <laughs> I will see Excellent. this movie in cinema because, <laughs> like, for no other reason, to ask them why.
1: <laughs> uh, just, yeah, look around you. Look at the people who are there who are into it.
0: And I and like me. I will judge. They'll be them. massive <laughs> Protest it. I will <laughs> react. Do you know my favorite protest for a movie was um, Kevin Smith's movie? Yeah,
1: I heard uh, about this.
0: Uh, what's that movie he did about God? I think it was Dogma. So he m- did a movie about That's God with right. Dogma, and yeah, yeah, he read that there was going to be a protest for his movie, and he's like, "Oh, we should go."
1: Yeah,
0: we should go and protest. <laughs> movie it'll be fucking fun and they'd, that is really funny. They'd be great spa- uh, sign with like sparklies and stuff and and, and there was like he's like there's gonna be 1500 people there we gotta go because we don't know because I like i it's my hometown I, i'm bound to know someone and he's, he was very yeah. disappointed <laughs> um,
1: that's a, the perfect way to respond
0: it's a funny story because this news crew came along like no, mm. local news and She's like, oh, this is a non-story They just pretends maybe he gives a shit. And then she sees the clipboard with his face on it and then looks at him and looks down. at <laughs> <laughs> It's such a fun story. I can't do it justice. Listen to Kevin Smith talk about it. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I'm going to look into that. That sounds really funny. And I, Kevin Smith can tell a really good story.
0: Yeah, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan and I think I've only seen Clerks. That's probably a good place to end, really, based on... I mean,
1: to be fair, I've only seen... What have I seen? I didn't see carp Out. I avoided that because it looked like what people said it is. <laughs> um, I saw Red State and liked it. I felt like I wish it had ended differently. I wish it had gone full force into the ending that we all thought was coming. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think
0: I've seen any Chasing of it. Chasing really. Amy, I want to see... Because, yes, I've heard good things. Because people uh, in the LGBT community yeah. said that um, it was really weird that she could choose not to be gay, and sure. that and this was in between the first wave of LGBT, LGBT representation, mm. where um, where people where gay and lesbian people were getting noticed, but before yeah. bisexuals were. And right. I want to look at that movie as she's bisexual in 2002 okay. when that's not being talked about as much.
1: Yeah. We had an interesting discussion around the, the film Gigli, which we covered for oh, the podcast. I'm sorry. Um, which has a similar... Th- I know. And it has a similar thing where Jennifer Lopez is a lesbian who eventually sleeps with, Matt, with Ben Affleck because he wanted it really badly. And if you want it really badly, guys, it will eventually happen. Regardless Ugh. of your own.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, ugh, so gross. <laughs> it is so I'm not gross. watching Geely of the um, <laughs> I watched Shark three with you. I think that's rotten. <laughs> oh.
1: I'll add it to the list. I have to say we do have a quite a backlog for episodes, but I will put you on there, sir.
0: <laughs> uh, this is gonna come out in a few weeks and if like I can get on that on the podcast for that, that'd be awesome. I I really love Shark three and I will talk about it for at least an hour. <laughs>
1: we'll see what we can
0: do okay i think that's it really you got anything else you want to talk about
1: nope i love this movie i think it's um an incredibly emotional kind of experience to have it is quite um a fraught one but i feel like anyone who comes to it like ready for that kind of thing is gonna is gonna have a reaction to it and it's not every film only a reaction provoke a reaction
0: (laughs) i i really respect this movie i don't know if i like it or not yeah. Uh, but, like, what I'd say is that if you're uncertain about this movie, which you should be, it's very strange, mm. um, I'd say watch it just to say that you did. Just to sure. be like, I've seen all the Avengers movies. I've seen all of this really normal mainstream stuff. I want to go, mm. like, to the peripherals. Mm. Uh, so I say watch it. It'll be fun. So. <laughs> yeah. um. You got thirty seconds. Okay. Uh, to plug your podcast. Which we sort of did in the middle, but properly doing it.
1: <laughs> okay, one good thing watches the movies that the entire world turned its back on in order to say, hang on a minute, guys, there's some good stuff here And we watch the worst movies that you can name. We take challenges and we try to find things that are redeeming about them. So we try to be funny whilst we're doing it, but we also try to actually bring a sort of bit of positivity to the darkest parts of the Cinematic canon, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much us. And it's two Pauls, two, two Pauls.
0: Which is <laughs> so funny. I was go- I was debating whether or not to keep that a secret uh, <laughs> because I'm going to have other Paul on. <laughs> that's what it's and- called, other Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I might just label it other Paul. Is that or with your last initial? I'm not sure. That would be, be really funny. Um, other Paul from one good thing. <laughs> Paul, from one good thing, hashtag the other one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hashtag the other one becomes the bane of Goodman's existence.
0: <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Aussie Nerd Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, Aussie Nerd Facebook page. All links will be in the description. Subscribe to this. And if you want to be on the podcast, I'm always open. As long as I can find and see the movie, I'm willing to watch pretty much anything. As long as you unironically love it. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. good or bad or like being rejected by everyone like uh, one good thing does, I will watch anything <laughs> and if I don't like it, I'll let you know. But I will mm-hmm. remain positive and make sure that everyone knows why you love it. Yeah. But
1: you can't that, than that.
0: also if you um, randomly or go onto my letterbox page, letterboxd dot com slash Aussie nerd and Pick one from my top ten list. I will talk about it for instantly.
1: <laughs> that's that's your way to get in, guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm very easy. I do
1: take <laughs> bribes. Uh, by the way, early on when you said you plug your podcast, it came me. Oh yeah, as you were saying that, maybe you should have mentioned some of the ways people can actually find you.
0: Yeah, uh, do that.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just talking about the premise again a second time, and it's like, don't, don't yeah, yeah it's at OGT Pod.
0: Yeah,
1: on Twitter, so yeah, check us out there. Or if you, I think if you Google One Good Thing, you get this total bitch named Jilly who is running a sort of house tips, homemaking tips website called One Good Thing, and she steals How all our SEO. I know. Yeah, she. I know, she's a monster. Um, but if you do One Good Thing podcast, you do get us, so. Find <laughs> so us you there.
0: nailed that. <laughs> I was wondering do if... that, Jilly. I was wondering if I should uh, start a website because, like, I could get a yeah. domain, but I yeah. want to know if, like, people actually go to websites anymore or if they'll just go they to, do. like, Twitter and stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I, mostly. But I think it's good for awareness. I haven't done it either, and we should. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing that people, when they want to find out about something, the first thing they do is Google it. So if you can get a website with good SEO. That's
0: Even if it's just, like, taking you to various places to find me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I might give that a go. Yeah, it, was like great. it was great having you on. It was it's fun. been wonderful.
1: <laughs> Thank I, you
0: so much. If you want to come on and talk about like another movie. <laughs> less, a less,
1: less upsetting one.
0: Less upsetting. I would <laughs> let, I would love to do that. I still need to see... Um, oh, crap, what was it? It was your second favorite movie.
1: No Country For Old Men? Yeah, I still would need to see No yeah. Country For Old Men. It's not more cheerful, but it is less uh it's <laughs> less upsetting. Yeah. It's more bleak. <laughs>
0: um it's really interesting. Also, um see V for Vendetta and 1984 ah. back to back.
1: <laughs> see John Hurt go from the oppressed to the oppressor.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also like V V for Vendetta is what if Batman was in nineteen
1: eighty four? Yay, smash those telescreens. <laughs>